welcome to Jersey Guy Sports, your sports talk home for the Yanks, the Giants, the Rangers, and the Rutgers Harlem Knights. I'm your host, Don. I want to thank you for listening. Today, I'm going to be talking about Aaron Hicks is gone from the Yankees. And thank God, finally, 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 Yanks are playing well. No coincidence, Hicks is gone from the team. This will be a nice quick uh, podcast today. So let's go ahead and get started. Now, I know on a podcast, you can't see a podcaster's face when it's not a video podcast, but um, you can assume that this podcaster has a big, wide smile on his face because this week, the Yankees cut Aaron Hicks. This past Saturday, he was designated for assignment by the Yankees. Anyone that listens to this podcast knows just how happy I am to hear this. Aaron Hicks was one of two or three people that have been the bane of my existence watching the Yankees for years and years. I am so happy about this. I think I might make this date a national holiday around my house. The national Aaron Hicks is gone day. This is the a, a good event for the Yanks and something that will certainly improve their team. But seriously, though, this, this is a move that was long overdue. And something that should have absolutely happened two or three years ago. And I am smiling ear to ear because it's great. It's finally done. It should have been done a long friggin' time ago. And it makes the Yankees a better team. As you know, Hicks was given a ridiculous, ridiculous seven-year, $70 million contract four years ago by our now clueless general manager, Brian Cashman. Now, keep in mind, this contract is for a career 230 hitter, right guys? So this is not for some great hitter or anything that you just extend and give a seven-year contract, right? It was another in a long line of really bad GM decisions that Cashman has made in recent years, and it just continues Cashman's legacy of not being able to properly assess talent. You can line this one right up there with recent wonderful debacles such as, you know, Joey Gallo, Frankie Montas, Sonny Gray, to a lesser extent, even Giancarlo Stanton, who cannot friggin' stay healthy. But he does provide some intermittent fantastic value when he's hot and is healthy. Let's face it. If Stanton stays healthy the whole year and he wasn't quite as streaky, the ridiculous $30 million a year contract would have been, I guess, okay. But A, he's never healthy. And B, when he is healthy, he's streaky as hell. Meaning that six to eight weeks of the year, he seems like he's the best player in baseball. And the other two or three months, you know, that he's actually healthy, he can't hit anything. So that's not good enough. And and it has to go right up there with pretty bad decisions. Um, So I'm very, very glad that Hicks is finally, finally, finally off the team and not messing up our team. But, you know, when we take a look at him, it took way too long to dump him. Now, Hicks this year was batting 188 when they released him. And this was basically the high watermark for a season. For for most of the year, he was under 100, right? He was batting like 090, 056. For the last year and a half, he'd get booed every time he came to the plate. This is how bad he was. Now, I've hated him for two, three years or longer. And, and it's interesting how it always takes longer to catch up with everyone. And finally, finally, people are realizing just how bad Aaron Hicks is. Um, matter of fact, as we, you know, look at Aaron Hicks, we can take a quick look at 
what were his batting averages for his entire career, right? He hasn't played that long. I guess this is maybe his 10th year or so. He started with Minnesota. He's been on the Yankees since 2016. So, you know, Minnesota, he was, let's see, 192 his first year. Awesome. 215. Awesome. 256. Yeah. Okay. 2015. That, that you know, he had three years, and then that was when the Yanks decided to get him. And the three years that Cashman basis off was 192, 215, 256. Wow, this is like a great player. Let's go trade for him. So they did. First year with the Yankees, 217. Fantastic. Then an actual decent year, 266. Well, great. Fantastic. Right? So let's give him this giant contract. Since then, 266, as if it's like 366. 266 is an average, you know, batting average. Nowadays, it's probably a high batting average, which is just disgusting. So 2018, he batted 248, then 235, then 225. 2021, he batted 194, then 216 last year, and he was batting all of 188 this year, which is the highest he's had all season when he got cut. So he's got a career 230 batting average, right? It's just amazing what people think of Hicks. And, you know, they continue to say, oh, he's tapered off in recent years and he used to be this hitter. He never was a good hitter. Why? I don't know what stat or what fake memory these people are reliving. Hicks was not a good hitter almost ever. He had streaks maybe a year here where he was okay. But he was never, never, never good. The highest he hit was 260, right? I mean, it's not like he hit 300 one year or belted 45 homers. He was not a good hitter ever. The bottom line was he was a switch hitter who supposedly had a good eye, which I'll even argue with people who say that. But he definitely walked a lot, right? And he was a switch hitter. And, you know, that translates into... General Manager Brian Cashman's assessment that this must be a great player because he plays center field, he switch hits, and he gets on base a certain amount of times because of walks. Well, half of that wasn't really even true. And Hicks ended up being poor everywhere in his last few years with the Yankees. He was lost in the outfield, as you guys know, misjudging balls all the time. He would turn one way and the ball would land the other way over his head. He stopped at the line in one early game against the Red Sox this year and just stopped and was in a standing position when the ball almost hit him and landed fair, and then he had to start running and going after it because he misjudged it, thinking that it was going to go in the stands, and it almost hit him and landed in fair territory. And there are funny, funny YouTube clips out there where you could see all the misplays that Hicks have. And, you know, people do misplay things at times, obviously, but, you know, with Hicks... It was just been, it has been ridiculous in the last couple of years. And the fact that Cashman held on to him for as long as he did shows more about Cashman than it does about Hicks, honestly. Now, Hicks was hitting atrociously as well. Strikeout after strikeout. I mean, he then he made it to the bench. Finally, Boone benched him and didn't start him this year. And even that, he didn't take to. He was talking in the press how he shouldn't be a bench player. He should be a starting player. And I'm thinking... Based on what? What exactly would make you a starting center fielder for the Yankees? He didn't take well, basically, being a bench player when it was clear he had not earned a spot. He was essentially a joke of a player. 
got booed every time up. He made misplays in the outfield every time a ball was hit to him. He was lazy. He stared at the ball every time he hit something, you know, that might or might not have been a home run. Good riddance. I'm so happy today. I'm so happy to see Hicks go. This improves the team. You know, it's funny. GMs think, and a lot of people think, that you need to add people to the team to make them better. Many times, it's just taking people off the team that make the team better because you give other players more opportunity to play. Sometimes the talent is in your minor leagues. The talent is in a different player on the bench that gets to play more. But just taking a bad player out of the lineup and off the team can improve the team without having to spend any money. And if Cashman would finally grow up and realize this and make these moves in time, you could improve the team drastically without doing much. Getting rid of Hicks improves this friggin' team, and it's years too late. It's years too late. And I'm sorry. Proper assessment of talent is the foundation for building a team. You've heard me say this ad nauseum, right? You probably think, yes, proper assessment of talent, Don, yes. Proper assessment of talent in any sport anywhere is the most critical thing to building a championship team. The ability to properly assess talent is the single most important skill any general manager can have. And by the way, any manager and any team executive as well. Assessing talent. If you do not know if a player is any good or not, you're not going to make good moves. Yes, we should pick up this player. You've rated him improperly. Think about any draft pick that anyone makes in football. Any... Um, who's going to start for a particular basketball team, right? Any kind of, you know, is this quarterback better than that quarterback? He's great, except for he doesn't have any accuracy. Properly assessing talent is a critical, critical skill, and it's something that Cashman does not possess right now. Cashman has a, you know, a history right here, right? Now, the ability to properly assess talent not only killed this team, but overrating people leads to not making moves when moves are needed. And the history that Cashman has of keeping bad players too long and not assessing how good they are is pretty is a pretty long history, right? Currently, we could say right now, he's doing it with Gleyber Torres and Josh Donaldson, by the way, as well, right? So Josh Donaldson, how is that for assessment of talent, right? Constant strikeouts, awful, can't stay healthy. He's a decent defensive third baseman. Urshela was better, but Donaldson is, is pretty good, too. He's not an improvement. We got rid of Urshela. We got Josh Donaldson. We got probably a little worse at third and way, way, way worse at the plate. Josh Donaldson's terrible. Assessing talent. Glaber Torres, currently on the team, right, is a decent player, but he's way overrated. I think the league also has a higher uh, opinion of Torres than what we know him to be, meaning that he can bring a pretty good return. If we actually traded Glaber Torres, I think we could get a really good return because he's overrated, not just by Cashman, but by the league. I think it's thought of that Cashman, that Torres, because he's been an all-star in the past, you know, is still an all-star player, and he's not. Torres, if you pay attention as Yankee fans, is at best an inconsistent 260 hitter who's utterly awful playing second base. Just atrocious. He is one of the worst second basemen in baseball, if not the worst. He cannot throw from a standing still position anymore. I think he has the yips now. He gets the ball, and he just makes himself move so he doesn't have to stand still, tilting his head, trying to throw on the run, 
anything cannot stand still and throw because he's going to throw the ball away. He can't really turn double plays properly anymore. He double clutches all the time. He drops the ball, transferring it. He throws wildly. It's just, it's, it's, he's a clusterfuck out there. And if you think Glaber Torres is a good second baseman, you need to open your eyes. You're not paying attention. The bottom line is that I don't think the league knows this yet. And I think he's a good enough hitter that the league will be able to, you know, provide a pretty good return if the Yankees and Cashman are wise enough to actually trade this guy. We have too many friggin' infielders. When Josh Donaldson eventually comes back, if he's not going to trade him, you know, again, we still have seven infielders for four infield positions. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, so you got Glaber Torres, you got Josh Donaldson, other poor assessments of talent in recent years. And I'm not going to list them all, but come on, guys. How long do we hang on to Gary Sanchez? Way, 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 way too long. This was another instance where the team got better by removing someone, right? We traded Gary Sanchez, and the team was better because he wasn't on the team. You're taking strikeouts and bad defense off of the team, which is what you did with Hicks, right? He killed the Yanks over and over and over for years, did Gary Sanchez. How long do we hang on to Joey Gallo? What kind of move was that by, by Cashman? Again, ability to assess talent is critical. And you look at these moves, what he, the moves he's making, the moves he's not making, how he assesses players. Clint Frazier, right? I can go on and on. I'm not going to go on and on. People that could have brought good return had they been traded at the right time and had you been able to properly assess talent, which clearly Brian Cashman cannot anymore. Hicks getting released much later than he should have just adds to Cashman's declining legacy. And by the way, real quick, and I'm going to wrap this up. By the way, Greg Allen, who is someone that was added to the roster, he played for the Yanks for a month last year, a couple weeks, whatever. He's back on the Yanks, and he replaced Hicks on the active roster. Scored the winning run in the 10th inning in his first game. Then the next game, he stole two bases and hit a triple. I mean, when is the last time Hicks did anything resembling getting a triple, right? So Greg Allen comes on in one game, steals two bases and gets a triple. Name a game where Hicks did that in the last three years. Never. This guy does it in his second game here. I mean, Hicks could never get a triple because that would require him actually hustling and not fucking staring at any batted ball he hits that's longer than 200 feet. How many times you see Hicks hit a ball deep, Drops the bat, stares at home, you know, like he's some MVP cool guy, not a 190 fucking hitter, right? Looking at, oh, and the ball drops or hits off the wall, and he's standing in first base, right? Hicks will never get a triple any time in his life because he never hustles enough. So bottom line is that the team got better this week for sure. <clears throat> in this case, less is definitely more. And I am smiling ear to ear. It is a happy day in Yankee Town with no Aaron Hicks. So thank you for listening to Jersey Guy Sports. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, tell your friends all about it, and I'll be back soon with some more sports talk. Thanks, and have a good day.